am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail This is the final word. World Cup Daily Day 21. Is it Day 21? Day 22. It's day 22. We've done Day 21. We've had Day 21 already. Uh, it's brought to you by Seabus Super, the industry super fund sorting out your retirement. You can find them at seabussuper.com.au. We're at Trent Bridge, where Australia has played Bangladesh. Jeff Lemon is here. Adam Collins is with me. I wasn't talking about myself in the third person. I was just sort of saying that I'm actually here. You're allowed. It's, it's me. I could, no, I don't it's want fine. I don't There think are I no rules. To, I don't think I'm at that stage yet. I'm not going to stop yet. you. I'm not your father. Jeff Lemon's doing a podcast. Jeff Lemon's father is not going to stop him doing a podcast. You better not stay away from my podcast, Dad. Adam, give us the day in 30 seconds. Australia, 381 for five is what they made. Amassed. David Warner, 166 off 147. His second ton of the tournament, half centuries for Finch and Kawaja. Maxwell went mental, had a Maxwell ball moment, but got run out, unfortunately, towards the death of the innings. Defending that, they were never really in doubt of losing. In saying that, when Mushfika and Marmadula put on the better part of 150, there was some doubt, but Mushfika was out for... Oh, he was not out 102. Wonderful innings. Marmadula didn't quite make it to the finish line, nor am I. I've already missed my 30 seconds. <laughs> but Australia won, 48 runs. They're top of the table, having a laugh. They're going to progress to the semi-finals. Bangladesh will need to, everything to go right yep. for them to make the final four. They've got to. <laughs> yeah, they've, they, Bangladesh now have to beat India, plus beat a couple of, win a couple of more winnable games and hope that someone else stumbles along the way Look, to give still, them fourth spot. In a way, they're no worse off than they were this morning. No. When we got here this morning, they needed to beat Australia or India yep. and Pakistan and Afghanistan. Yep. Yes, and they've done reasonably well on net run rate today they in terms of what well. they've made. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to have lost a little bit because, of course, Australia um, gave them a hiding when they were bowling, but it'll still probably come down to needing to beat India convincingly alongside yeah. Pakistan, Afghanistan, and someone to start losing some games in the top four. Right. We were sort of assuming they'd have to lose at least one of the big two. Of course, it would have been easier if they'd beaten India and Australia, but they yes. didn't. Australia, they're pretty much locked in. They're top of the table as of now. Uh, other, other teams have a game in hand, but Australia, 10 points at the top. They've got to five wins and one loss in this World Cup. They haven't lost any games to rain. And I think today was the first time where they actually looked really good where there, there weren't kinks in the system as far as their batting went um, David Warner was really struggling early but he toughed that out and then started to get going Aaron Finch allowed him to do that Finch made a quick 50 he's been bashing sixes for fun he's got 16 sixes in the comp so far more than anyone except Owen Morgan who hit 17 in a day um, so that does skew the rating a little bit but Finch has been more consistent on that front and that gave Warner the space because Finch was going at a runner ball once Finch got out for 53 Warner was able to keep going and keep going big and even though he played some miscued shots and so on, he started to look like... I mean, the fact that he can be out of nick and still turn an innings around of 166, I, I have so much admiration for the way he's able to just put everything out of his head and just play and still be incredibly bloody good at cricket. Yeah, that's well surmised. I mean, Warner's strike rate after about 30 balls was 50. And he was able to, alongside Vinch, as you pointed out, um, just ride shotgun. 
So for so much of Warner's career, he's been the dominant opener, no matter what form of the game it is, mm. no matter what um, team he's playing in. But Finch is allowing Warner to just work his way into it. Right. There were a lot of inside edges early on. It was a good first 10 overs for Bangladesh, although yeah. none for 53. It probably looked like Australia had the upper hand, but that was inflated by one good over, I think, in there towards the back end of the first power play. So mm. Warner had, had a, a wonderful run through the middle overs, mm-hmm. which speaks to how well he can place the ball along the carpet. He doesn't need to go big. But really, for me, we, know, we knew all of that. We knew, we knew that Warner could, could play that kind of innings. What I was most encouraged by from an Australian perspective today is that sitting around at the 35-over mark with Australia on 200, we're like, well, if they get to 350, this will prove they can go 10 and over in the back yep. fifth, in the back 15. Like when every other team that's yeah. seriously competing for this World Cup, so India and England... They can go 10 and over for the last 15. Well, Australia went 18 and over for the last 15 today. <laughs> I think that's right, isn't it? 150 in the last? Maybe no, no. I, I've done what you did the other day. I've, I, I've, I've, I've had a slide with the numbers. But they made 180 in the last 15. Right. Which means that, you know, they've gone well You're in advance. 12 and over. Yeah, 12 and over. That's better. Um, but still, the point remains is <laughs> 18 that... 18 and over. 18 and over would have been, yeah. That's what Morgan did when he got going the other day. Um, but still, 12 and over, is it's, it's proof to the rest of the competition they can do that. They may not have got 400, but from where they started... That was mm. imposing. When Maxwell was um, brought in, advanced up the order again, yep. 32 off 10 balls. That was incredibly exciting before he was run out. I'm pretty sure we're going to come to the uh, come to that run out in the I moment. So. But, um, yeah, I think we might. Um, so it was fun while it lasted. Just to cast back, that when you were saying Morgan went at 18 and over, at one point he got 18 from and over, in which he also got out and someone else got out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I was more meaning he went at three a ball. <laughs> no, um, but that, <laughs> yes. that particularly was good. And as yeah. far as David Warner riding shotgun rather than being in the passenger seat, yeah. I I just had the image of him doing what the comedian Rich Hall did when he, there were, according to the laws in one of the southern states, he was obeying the law while driving a, a, a convertible down an open road with no seatbelt on, holding a four litre jug of whiskey and a firearm while driving a car. And he was like, this is legal in this state. And, uh, you know, it was. So yeah, he, that, he, that's how David Warner used to operate a vehicle. And now he's riding shotgun being cautious. Yeah, he don't want no scrubs riding <laughs> in the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Aaron Finch's <laughs> ride on this occasion. Not even sure if that works. This kind of came into my head. Usman Khawaja, it worked today. For the, yes. For the first time since he's been bumped from an opener, it worked. He came in at three with time to bat. Did I even mention Usman Khawaja in my summary? Probably not. He was able to go up the gears, and I wasn't sure that he could. And I don't think anyone really knew whether Khawaja could play that kind of role in the middle overs into the final 10. Yep. The way he unpicked Mustafiza, who was excellent early, well, had moments of excellence early, came back in that second spell. Kawaja hits four fours in the over, yep. and that's what actually got Australia going. It wasn't Warner, it was Kawaja. And then alongside Warner, as he pushed through to from like 120 to 160 in about five minutes. But yep. Kawaja got that party started. He did, 89 from 72 in the end. But I think the key was that Kawaja had time early because he came in after about 20 overs. He had time to settle in, you know, didn't get off to a rocketing start. But by the time he got 50, he was a runner ball. And then he was playing things like the cute reverse sweeps and the uppercuts and so on and and had those gears. And so it seemed like he finally had made peace with where he's landed in the batting lineup. But I think, crucially, he had time. He wasn't coming in with eight overs left. He was coming in with 30 left. Yeah, that's right. There's a bit to pull out of this one. He he batted at three, despite the fact that 
Finch was the first player out. Yeah. So the order rotation thing, they've bought, they've ditched that in favour of just letting Kawaja bat at three. Which is probably which, as it should have been. Which is probably as it should have been, considering the bulk of his best work this year and, was and done as an opener. And also Smith is more adaptable, basically, as a player in, in all ways. So if yes. you want someone coming in later, you want it to be Smith rather than Usman. Yeah, Smith's man for all seasons. Um, Kawaja really needs to be in January, February or March. <laughs> Very good. But, and Smith didn't come off today, but, but Kawaja did. Um, he, he also did run out Maxwell. I mean, we've, we, you and I spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> <laughs> Probably a disproportionate amount of time, but um, he didn't run to the danger end. Um, he, he allowed Maxwell to run back, and Maxwell stared at him, which will probably mean Glenn gets in trouble for not being a team player or not training hard enough well, or, or something like that. There was nothing less team player than um, being called through for a quick single in the 47th over of a match and saying, nah, I think I'll hang out here because, you know, I'm I'm close to 100 and I'd like to get yeah. it. And maybe I'm being mean by suggesting that. But it seemed like if a bloke has come out and got 32 off nine, you sacrifice your wicket to make sure that he stays in. <laughs> I don't care what your score is. I don't care how well you've played. He's going to do more damage than you are. Unless you're A.B. de Villiers, who's just got 100 off 40 balls, you get yourself out, even if that's what it would have taken. And I don't think he would have. I think if he'd gone straight away, he would have made the run anyway. But you take on the risk. You take on the throw in the last few overs. Yeah, how about the helicopter shot that Maxwell played over extra cover? I, I didn't even know he had that shot. But, you know, we shouldn't be that surprised. Um, it was fun. He's done it a few times in the World Cup now, yeah. thinking about the, the 20 and 10 balls against Pakistan, the 46 not out off Sri Lanka, which... Started better than it finished because yep. of the way they bowled at the death, but even so. So he's showing that this role they want him to play to put the foot down from minute one is working. But 32 off nine, imagine if you'd faced nine more balls. You know, imagine if yeah. you'd got another couple of overs there. Our colleague Damien Fleming sitting in the back of the box was saying, what would have Maxwell done had yep. he batted to the end of the innings? He might have made oh, 100. <laughs> It could all happen. It's numerically possible. Even we can work that out. I've got to have a mention as well for uh, Sumya Saka, the the opening batsman for Bangladesh. He's played 49 matches. He's been called upon to bowl in 10 of them. He's rarely bowled more than one over. In one game, he bowled five overs, and once he took a wicket. Today, he came on, bowled eight overs, and picked up three for, including Finch, Warner, and Smith. Well, surprised of Finch, Warner, and Smith. Well, yeah, Finch, Warner, and Kawaja, actually. So oh, sorry. Smith was uh, Smith was Mr. Fizz's leg before, but the point remains. He's picked up Australia's top three, um, and he's a player who had a bowling average coming into this game of 138. Uh, and to think that um, he's been able to come on bowling. What are the most military medium of military mediums in the history of one-day cricket, I think? But and the, Well, maybe not the history of one-day cricket, because there actually used to be a role uh, for the dibbly-dobbly medium pacer in 50-over cricket until probably 10 years ago. But um, all the same, he was needed because Mossadegh wasn't available today. Um, the enigmatic all-rounder got himself injured, so they needed to find someone to churn some overs out of, especially when Shakib went for tap today. Shakib wasn't on the mark with the ball, so they went to Sumya Saka, and what do you know, he got himself in the book straight away, picked up Aaron Finch, <laughs> caught it short third man. That's the way he got Warner out as well, and Kawaja towards the end, hooking, I think, from memory. So yeah. a, nice, a nice little return from the opening batsman. Unfortunately, he got himself run out early on in the chase, but he hit through really nice boundaries to get going, and I thought it could be his day. Yeah. But um, Finch ping the stumps down, the non-strikers in, an excellent piece of fielding from Aaron Finch who took the beat like the, the ball came to him and he did that great sliding stop that you see modern cricketers do so well slide collect throw in one movement but he didn't actually release straight away the, the replay showed that he took a moment because he knew he had time and that's the sign of a, an experienced cricketer and a sign of a, mm. a classy cricketer which Finch is 
And in the chase, you felt like it was one of those games where Bangladesh could have fallen in a heap like a lot of teams have done. You're chasing 380. There's no way you're going to get it. Um, but they didn't. They, they had Tammy McBale make 62 at the top. Shakib Al-Hassan made 41. So he got back up to second on the World Cup runs list because first went, Finch went past him, then Warner went past him and Finch. And now she keeps back up to number two, having oh, gone good. past Finch as well. He's got 400 plus in the tournament. It's the first time he hasn't made a 50 when he's batted out for 41. Um, and then it was that partnership between... Between Mushfiqur Rahim and Mahmoudul Riyad, and my God, that was a lot of fun. It was it was Mushy being classy, sparkling, cover drives, cuts, and it was Mahmoudullah taking a while and then just slaughtering Adam Zampa with one of the biggest sixes I've ever seen, literally up to the broadcast level that, yeah, next that we were on there. on the fourth floor of, of the stand at the Radcliffe Road end. It was it, extraordinary. Yeah, there's a bit to take from this. So to start with Mushfiq. He came in when you needed 10 and over, and he immediately started playing reverses and little paddles and tried to change the game and give them any chance whatsoever. Um, he lost Lytton Das not long after that to Adam Zamper, a pretty good mm. top spinner. Well, he got smashed in the head first ball. by Lytton Das got hit in the he head did. by Mitchell Stark, the first ball he faced. So he just made 94 not out in their last game against the Windies and would have been feeling great. Walk out, first ball, you collected in the scone. Yeah, that's right. So the- Stark finally got rid of Tamim, and then next ball, yeah. um, Lytton Das was in the firing line. But the point is that Mushfika was in there, and he didn't give up. That 10 and over to win, you know, these chases can be dreary affairs, especially yeah. the last 10 to 15 overs. He's like, no, 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 we're going to have a pop at this. And he batted accordingly. And when he found the appropriate dance partner, we saw what Mamadella did at the previous World Cup, 100 against England, 100 against New Zealand as well. As you say, three big sixes, but the one in particular up here was gigantic. The one that got caught by a bloke sitting about three metres away from where we were sitting, just uh, just down in, in the front row there, and wasn't he delighted about it? It was just yeah. extraordinary yeah, but, but it distance the on going. that shot. I mean, it's it just the atmospherics of the whole th- that could have been a dreadful end today I, we no. could have left today on a low ebb but I'm leaving feeling pretty good because Mushfika makes his I think it's his seventh one day hundred his first in a World Cup and what a player he's been over such a long period of time and Bangladesh make their highest ever one day score they highest made ever 333 score, which overtakes what they did a couple of weeks ago against yep. South Africa the crowd was unbelievable they never gave up yep. I mean you know there's that cliche which we probably said last week about every Indian game being a home game but this was 95% Bangladesh and you know again it's a common discussion point on our show, but the lack of respect that Cricket Australia has shown Bangladesh over the years, hopefully a performance like this reminds administrators that Bangladesh is serious. This is probably their best one-day side, yep. and I hope that's reflected in the way that Australia treat them going forward, because as Aaron Finch said himself, they may have won by 48 runs, but for a little while there, um, before it all went to pot in the last five overs of that chase, um, they weren't necessarily on track, but they were within touching distance and that's not for nothing when you're hunting down 382. And I think if you'd said five years ago that this Bangladesh team will make 300 plus against South Africa, 300 plus against Australia, 280 against England, you wouldn't have believed yeah, it. Yeah, and chased 322 against the Windies in 41 and a half yeah, overs. Exactly. So they've got the batting strength, you know, maybe their bowling wasn't quite up to it today, but there's still a path for them and even if there wasn't, they were incredibly exciting to watch. That's enough for part one. We'll wrap up just after this. Jeff, how about this? We've got a new spin on Nerd Pledge, but it's sent through by our great mates at Seabus Super. Really? Tell me what we've got. 9.29. Okay, so that would have to be 9 for 29, which mm. would be the New Zealand batting collapse against Pakistan when Yassir Shah took 8 for. It's very good for him. You're spot on. But 9.29% is also Seabus Super's average annual return for their default investment option over the last 34 years. I did not anticipate that completely organic segue, goodness me. Uh, do we have another number? Well, we do, actually, as it happens. 
50. Okay, 50 is probably the most common number in cricket, maybe aside from naught, so that's not too clear. But maybe it's the good bit of Bradman's career in between the debut at the Echo where he sucked and then the last test where he made a duck. Very nice. Right again. Also, $50 billion is how much of their members' money CBUS currently have invested. Well, I've learned something new. CBUS Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six. You can visit cbussuper.com.au to find out more. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider a CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. This is the final word. World Cup Daily, day 21. Uh, we've got to do the Hall of Fame in the previous segment, so we'll do it now. Uh, well, certainly old mate who took the catch leaning over the railing and nearly falling to his death has probably got to be up there. Yeah, he does. How about the two posh blokes? And I'm going to call them posh blokes because they were wearing suits to the cricket. They were running... A th- I would call them streakers, but they had their clothes on the whole way. They just gently ran across the ground in the chase, and no one stopped them. They ran across the ground, mm. and the security guards, the stewards, wearing wearing coats and ties themselves, almost escorted them across the field of play yeah. to a whole bunch of other uh, stewards on the other side of the ground, and they got their 30 seconds of fame running across. As I think Jared Kimber made the point to me on the radio call, he was trying to undo his button as he was running across. He had that much time, he had time to undo his shirt a little bit as the guy was running across. So a different kind of streaker to what we're normally used to at one-day internationals, but I suppose they get in the Hall of Fame. It was all very civilised. I was expecting someone to bring them out a martini or something while they, while they went across <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, if they were in Australia, they would have had the suitcase kicked out of them, but, you know, not to be. Uh, I want to nominate all the stuffed Tigers that have been involved in this Bangladesh campaign. Yep. They've been incredible, the, the supporters, but the way they bring these tigers into the ground, we've once taken a tiger across the UK before. Um, we've talked about it on earlier eps of the final word when a couple of swingers gave us a, a tiger, you know. As you, as you do. It, it happens, it happens. Uh, but um, I wish we had it now four years on because that was a great part of today. So it might not be quite Hall of Fame worthy, but by the end of the tournament, we're going to find ourselves a tiger. Yeah, I just reckon that six. I mean, to, to, to yeah. smoke Adam Zampas, I literally thought it might be coming to me in, on the fourth floor in the com box for a minute. I was leaning out the window looking for it. And, and what a moment. I mean, just to have... I, I think actually Hall of Fame should be having a run chase that you're not going to win that's still fun. You ever notice how I mean, I've noticed this particularly with um, crowds who follow India. If they're not going to win by about halfway through the second innings, they disappear. <laughs> this crowd stayed. Everyone stayed till the end. They stayed to watch the hundred. They stayed to cheer it on. They were never going to win it, really. But they thought. I think they thought they were going to. The thing is, it wasn't false hope. I think they genuinely believed in their charges to such an extent that fifteen and over. They didn't think it was beyond them. I think that, that, that's how I interpreted the support. I interpreted it as it doesn't matter because we're having fun, because yeah. Mushy's playing beautiful shots, because we're we're here to watch cricket. It doesn't matter what the result is. And their team responded and gave them something worth watching. It wasn't just trying to grind things out. It was saying, let's take on Mitchell Stark and smoke the square drive for four. <laughs> you know, that that's having a chase you couldn't win that was fun to watch. That's Hall of Fame for me. We must be close to the most amount of runs ever made in a one-day international today as well. It won't be quite that... I mean a World Cup, sorry, not a one-day international, yeah, of course. There's been one day with far more. Odd, yeah. But I know that for World Cup games, I think England and Pakistan might have broke the record the other week, and there was more than 700 scored today, so a great day had by all. At the most beautiful of grounds, and it's a shame that this is the last time we'll be doing the final word from Trent Bridge this summer, because there's no Ashes Test match here, and, and, and that's the 
final game of the World Cup here as well. That's it. That's it. No more Trent Bridge. So Bangladesh go on to play Afghanistan on Monday. They should be able to get themselves a win there and keep themselves in the hunt uh, more or less. Australia, their next game is the big one against England at Lords on Tuesday, which is going to be uh, enormous in terms of attention, even if it doesn't greatly affect the final result. There'll still be a fair bit on the line for bragging rights and, you know, ridiculous psychological warfare strategies and all the rest of it. And as far as the tournament goes, tomorrow's game is England-Sri Lanka. So England have one more hit out before they take on Australia. Yeah, England, a great chance to solidify their spot in the top four. They will thrash Sri Lanka. and They'll do they'll do mean things to Sri Lanka tomorrow. Uh, I think Sri Lanka's wheels are about to fall off, and I think they're going to fall off tomorrow. Well, they haven't been in a pool for weeks. No, and that you, as well. You can't win a World <laughs> Cup if you don't get in the pool. You know, it's just conventional wisdom. When they won in 96... They were in the pool about eight hours a day. As no, soon as they got off the field, straight in the pool. Dav Watmore had them straight in the pool. Yeah, you know Arj- it, I know Arjuna it. Arjuna Ranatunga on the banana lounge right. with, a, with, a, with a shandy in his hand. <laughs> no question about that. With one of those little floating lilo things with, yeah. with, with a, with a, like a burger on a grill. I was going to say, I wouldn't have Arjuna on one of the floating things in the pool. <laughs> uh, I think that's enough for today. We'll be back tomorrow with Day 22. This has been the final word. World Cup Daily, Day 21. You said 22 again. You've done Did it I? twice, Jeff. Today was day 22 of the final World Cup Daily. Tomorrow will be day 23. Okay, we'll be back for 23. Today was 22. Thanks to Siva Super. Go and check out sivasuper.com.au. Day 23 coming to you tomorrow. Good night. Sorry if I ran into empty broke this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super Option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.